it's just the story of what happened here. Okay, so we got Mark was only 16 chapters. It's a complete biography. Remember, if you look at verse 1, I think, yeah, here begins the wonderful story. Okay, all right, so let's go straight to where we left off. It's just a timeline. They don't throw these in and say, this is, this is a little spiritual, metaphorical thing. No, this is what happened. Okay, let me back up. I saw 14 there. So at 14, to get us back in where we are, the Passover was going to happen in two days. Okay, at the end of chapter 14, this Passover, they just had the dinner. They were in the garden that night. Judas came with all those people with clubs and, well, it was the high priest and their cronies, and they got Jesus. Now, they already took him to night court at, uh, at um, the high priest's house, and Jesus told them when they said, we want you to tell us, are you the Messiah or not? And he said he was. They started, they said, we don't need any more witnesses now. He, he's, it was blasphemy, called himself. Can you imagine that? He has to say who he is, and they're saying it's blasphemy. We're going to kill you because you're called the Son of God. You call yourself the Son of God. So here we go. Early in uh, chapter 15. Early in the morning, the chief priests, elders, and teachers of religion, the entire Supreme Court, met to discuss their next steps. You know, it's, it's, look at the goofballs. Early in the morning, all this done was middle of the night. Anyway, their decision was to send Jesus under armed guard to Pilate, the, uh, the, gov- the Roman governor. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Look at it. Jesus said, yeah, it's as you say. Then the chief priest accused him of many crimes, and Pilate asked him, why don't you say something? Or what about all these charges against you? Remember the scripture says he was like a lamb before the slaughter? That's why he wasn't saying that. But Jesus said no more, much to Pilate's amazement. He's just acting like a lamb. What did the lamb do? It's like we talked about a few minutes ago. If you sin, take the death of the animal, not the death of you. In America, we take the death of ourselves. Well, we just... We think we just kill ourselves. Like that's going to earn anything. It wouldn't save you anyway. We'd all go to heaven after we die. No, just killing ourselves is not the answer. Jesus said no more, much to Pilate's amazement. Now, it was Pilate's custom to release one Jewish prisoner each day at Passover time. See, so now we, well, again, we know where we are time-wise. This is Passover. Remember Passover, think real quick. What is Passover? It was a celebration. They were supposed to always celebrate getting out of a place that never happened. Oh, it did happen. Shook the world. It's the reason Israel's still Israel today. It's not like Richard makes up all this stuff. Anyway, do the Jews celebrate Passover? Yeah, man. Anyway, any, anyway, he would release any prisoner to the, the people requested. One of the prisoners, prisoners at that time was Barabbas, convicted along with others, for murder during the insurrection. Okay, they didn't like the political problem, I mean, political situation. And they, anyway, so that's what happened. Now, a mob began to crowd in toward Pilate, asking him to release a prisoner as usual. Remember, this is early in the morning. Some preachers like to make it sound like Jesus was so great, he was so great, and all of a sudden the whole world turned on him. No, they didn't. Joseph of Arimathea didn't agree with this. Neither did Nicodemus and the 12 disciples. Well, one of them, actually, remember the the. Tw- Judas comes back in there and throws the money back in there. He said, I've betrayed innocent blood. And, and can somebody tell me what Pilate's wife told him? What did Pilate's wife tell him in another book? Yeah, leave him alone. I had a dream. I suffered much. So, you know, so this group of people was not the world as they said. We the world. We just... He died for our sins. Don't, don't add so much to this. This was a unique mob that showed up. And watch, that's what's going to happen. Uh, 
So Pilate says, how about giving you the king of the Jews? Pilate asked, is he the one you want released? For he realized now this was a frame up, see, backed by the chief priests because they envied Jesus' popularity. But you and I know what was going on behind it. The Lord had this set up. Remember, Jesus gave his life willingly. He's already told them in the, in the last week we looked. He said, why didn't you get me while I was in the, in the, in, in the temple? I was there every day. And he said it was because this was the hour of darkness. Okay, here we go. But at this point, the chief priests, look at that. They whipped up the mob to demand the release of Barabbas instead of Jesus. But if I release Barabbas, Pilate asked, what shall I do with the man you call your king? They shouted back, crucify him. Oh, brother. But why, Pilate demanded, what has he done wrong? They roared the louder, crucify him. Then Pilate, afraid of a riot and anxious to plead the people, released Barabbas to them and he ordered Jesus flogged with a leaded whip and handed him over to be crucified. Wow. Then the Roman soldiers, they took him into the barracks of the palace and called out the entire palace guard. See, look at that. That's where, oh, what's his name? Come up with that, the the Passover. Who's that actor that wrote that movie? Whatever. Yeah, Mel Gibson. He, I mean, because all four Gospels tell this terrible story. Anyway, they dressed him in a purple robe, made a crown. Look at that. There's that crown of long, sharp thorns and put it on his head. And I think all of us have seen not just pictures of this, but you've probably seen in, in uh, pictures and movies and whatever, or just maybe you've seen it yourself. Sometimes a thorn can get dead burn long. I tell you what, I mess with flowers and roses at my house and... And those things are small, but I don't want them near me. Man, they'll cut the fire out of you. Anyway, this one here said that long, sharp thorns, they put it on his head. Then they were saluted him, yelling, Yay, King of the Jews. And they beat him on the head with a cane, and they spat on him and went to their knees to worship. Now, remember what's going on. He really is God. They're making a mockery of it. But do you see how it's playing right into redemption here? Now, before I go any further here, uh, let, me, let me point this out. We're at Mark 15. Let's look at something that happened in Matthew at, uh, right, at, right when they come and got him. Let's see. It would be, he's resurrected here. I think it happened in 27. Let's see. He's in the garden. Oh, okay, it's one more before this. Here it is. Okay. Knows there Peter says, ah, he's denying him. Let's back up. I want to show you... Uh, when Peter tried to cut that, look at that, tried to cut uh, his ear off. One of the men that was with Jesus, this is Matthew uh, twenty six fifty one. One of the men that was with Jesus pulled out a sword. Now, I know it's Peter because another book says it was Peter. Let's say it's Luke. We're in Mark. It didn't say it. It could have said it, but who one of them? He slashed off the ear of the high priest servant. And, you know, he didn't just go, hold still. <laughs> he was swinging and the guy was ducking. Okay. Put away your sword. Look at this. Jesus told him, those using swords will get killed. That doesn't mean everybody that live by the sword, die by the sword. That was that night. Anyway, don't you realize, look at this. I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly. But what does he say? But uh, if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled uh, that describe what's happening now? So now we know why he's silent here. I mean, he's, he's the lamb. Before, before I go in here, let me, let me pull another one here in John 1. Look what John the Baptist says. John the Baptist, uh, yeah, hit right at it. John chapter 1, look at verse 29. Then the next day, John saw Jesus. This was three years before it happened. 
He saw Jesus coming and said, look, there is the Lamb of God. What? What do you mean Lamb? Let me show you another one. Look at this. Let's go all the way to the very end. This is, this is I like to call it history going forward. Three, four, I think it's five. John is in heaven and he's crying. Yeah, look at this. I saw on the right hand one sitting on the throne, a scroll with writing on the inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. A mighty angel with a loud voice. This is Revelation 5, 2. Who's worthy? Look at this. Now, yeah, of course, you're racing the heads, you know. Who's worthy to break the seal on the scroll and unroll it? No one in all heaven and earth or from among the dead was permitted to open and read it. I wept with disappointment because no one uh, anywhere was worthy. No one could tell us what it says. But one of the 24 elders, yeah, buddy, stop crying for look. The lion, notice lion, but what? It's not going to be a lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has conquered and proved himself worthy to open the scroll and see it and break it seven seals. I looked and I saw a lamb. Look at that. And we're watching that lamb right now get beat up. In front of the throne and the living beings and on the lamb, look at that, wounds that had once caused his death. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. So now let's pick up. Here we are live. This is what's going on. No wonder, no wonder. We're not caught by surprise. We see what's going on. Now remember, as the disciples, they didn't know. They didn't get it. They didn't know what was going on. All right. So should I release Barabbas? No. Okay. So now he's being taken by the Roman soldiers. They're beating him like crazy. When they finally tired of their sport, they took off the purple robe and put on his own clothes again. And they led him away to be crucified. Now look at this. This had to be a black guy. Look at that. Simon of Cyrene. Cyrene's North Africa. Who was coming in from the country just then was pressed into service to carry Jesus' cross. He didn't want to. They made him. Notice the little, look at this. What does this mean? Because these guys wound up, somebody knew these people in the church. You know, Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. Anyway, and they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha. Wouldn't it be interesting if you were Alexander and Rufus? Says, yeah, my dad always tells a story that happened. What happened? Well, you knew about Jesus. My dad, when he thought about it, he thought, what a privilege. Even though it was a very scary thing, he carried his cross for him. They brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha. Golgotha means the skull. So that's why we see this, you hear these things. Wine drugged with bitter herbs was offered to him there, but he refused it. And they crucified him. And it wasn't because he don't drink no wine. He did drink wine. He called him, he said the people called him a wine bibber, whatever. Anyway, just follow the history. Keep going. Uh, there they, then they crucified him and they threw dice for his clothes. What, them rags? They weren't rags. I wouldn't want, I mean, the soldiers weren't that bad off. Good grief. It was, look at the time frame. It was nine in the morning when the crucifixion took place. Boy, they hustled up. That's right. They started probably at 6 a.m. He had to have time for the, the guard to beat him up. And then he had to have time for him to walk out there. A signboard was fashioned to the cross above his head announcing his crime. Look at that. <laughs> that really means Messiah. King of the Jews. Two robbers were also crucified that morning. Their crosses on either side of him. And so the scripture, look at the, the scripture, the scripture, the scripture, the scripture was fulfilled. Said he was counted among evil men. Oh my gosh. The people jeered at him as they walked by, wagging their heads. Now, this is not the world. These are the ones that hated him. Okay. Ha! Look at you, they yelled. 
Surely you can just, uh, sure, you can destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. If you're so wonderful, save yourself and come down from the cross. The chief priest and religious leaders were also standing around joking about Jesus. Now, I'm going to back up here because the, the high priests are going to say the same thing. They're going to say, yeah, you're pretty clever at saving others. That is so good because when we're in trouble, he does save us. But he also, we're going to heaven too. But that's why they said, hey, come down, you know. There it is. He's quite clever at saving others, they said, but he can't save himself. Oh, yeah, he was. He was, but he was saving all of us too. All right. Hey there, Messiah, they yelled, you king of Israel, come down from the cross and we'll believe you. And even the two robbers dying with him, they cursed him. But of course, you know, one of them uh, in Luke, catch that glimpse. What did, what did that guy in Luke do? It'll be right here. Let's pick it up right here somewhere. The soldiers mocked him. Let's see. Da -da -da -da. Yeah, one of the criminals said, yeah, you're the Messiah. Prove it. Hey, save us. Look at the other one said, don't you even fear God when you're dying? We deserve to die for our evil deeds, but this man hadn't done anything wrong. One thing wrong. Look at that. He said, Jesus, remember me. When you, <laughs> all three of these people are dying. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, what could this criminal do to prove his worthiness to go to heaven? Nothing. That's just it. Look at that. Jesus, today you will be with me in paradise. This is a solemn promise. Oh, it's, I, I, no other way to describe it, but can you believe that? Wow. All right, here we go. Back to 15. Yeah, we're somewhere right here. Let's see where we're at. Yeah, they threw dice. Okay. All right, where we leave off? Uh, everybody's jeering at him. He's quite clever. Okay, and then those, those robbers were cursing him. About noon, so now it's been three hours. Remember, 9 o'clock he's crucified. He's still up there. Look at that. Darkness fell upon the entire land. It didn't get cloudy. <laughs> it got dark. Lasted till 3 o'clock that afternoon. Then Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama thabachthani. That's, that's going to be, I, I think, let's see if it's, uh, that's, it's Aramaic, whatever. But anyway, it's not, it's certainly not English. And actually, that, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? That's the first verse of Psalm 22. And if you read Psalm 22, whoa, it's a picture of Jesus on the cross. Anyway, I mean, it's, David's obviously in some sort of trouble, but it sure was a scripture. Some of the people standing there thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. That meant they must have known about a guy by the name of Elijah. They kind of were goofed up in all this spirituality stuff, you know, like, I mean, can you imagine that? We don't pray to Mary. I mean, I know some churches do. They're just so scared to go right to Jesus. They're just, they, they make up, like, when Laura passes away, when Richard passes away, I'm going to pray to Richard because Richard... Don't pray to me. You're wasting your time. Yeah, but my Uncle Bobby was such a great guy. I pray to Uncle Bobby every night. Oh, my gosh. He's calling for Elijah. Look at this. So one man ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, held it to him on a stick. Remember, it's pitch black out there. Let's see if Elijah comes and to take him down. Right. Can you imagine? Good grief. Then Jesus, Jesus uttered another loud cry and dismissed his spirit. And the curtain in the temple was split from top to bottom. Now, what was that temple? Remember the temple? Behind that was the ark. You couldn't go in there. It was covered up. Now, for some reason, that you could actually see in there. So you can take that for what you get out of that. I mean, why did that happen? 
God's not in there anymore. That, 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 remember, it's a heavenly holy of holies now. Anyway, look at this. Why did the writers put this down? Remember, he's a journalist. Not like today's, but he's totally writing down what he... The Roman officer standing beside his cross saw how he dismissed his spirit or died. And he said, truly, where'd that come from? This was the son of God. Now, see, here's the see, it ain't the rest of the world. Look at this. Here's the believers. Some of the women were there watching from a distance. See, they're, they're, <laughs> they don't want to get caught by the Romans and the high priest and that bunch. Mary Magdalene is one. Mary, the mother of James the Younger of, uh, and of Joseph, that's two. Salome and others. They and many other Galilean women. Remember, they're 70 miles away from home. They were up there for what? The Passover. Everybody traveled to go to that temple for this. Who were his followers and ministered to him when he was up in Galilee and had come with him to Jerusalem. This all happened the day before the Sabbath. Late that afternoon, Joseph, there he is, Joseph of Arimathea, an honored member of the Jewish Supreme Court. So not everybody followed along. Who personally was eagerly, eagerly expecting the arrival of God's kingdom he gathered his courage, I guess so, and went into Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Now remember, Pilate knew it started at 9, and it's now 3 o'clock. Pilate couldn't believe Jesus was dead already. Remember, Jesus is up there talking to the other two that are crucified. They're not, they don't just die instantly, okay? It's an agonizing death from what we know. Well, he, he, couldn't, he didn't think he was dead. So he asked the Roman officer in charge. Now, we just read about the Roman officer. And so he was going to the yeah, boss, he's dead. Let me tell you about it. It was creepy. And don't you know, he probably said, yeah, my wife says, uh, this, let's just don't talk about this. <laughs> a lot of serious stuff. The officer confirmed the fact and Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Now watch this just a moment. This is more evidence about this. I mean, Jesus couldn't, he couldn't have just passed out. But anyway, we know better. Joseph brought a long sheet you roll it out like Laurel had rolled out this red stuff. Okay, so it's, I guess it's enough to roll a person in. A long sheet of linen cloth and taking Jesus' body down from the cross, they wound it in cloth and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb and rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Now, we were supposed to know. I'm coming right back to that. We were supposed to know something else about that. Let's look real quick. So they rolled him in this thing. Let me see what's in there. Let's find out. Uh... Yeah, here it is. Joseph Arimathea. This is in the book of John. You know, John 3.16, that group. This is John chapter 19. Who had been a secret disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jewish leaders. They boldly asked Pilate for permission to take Jesus' body down. Pilate told him, go ahead. So he came and took it away. Now, remember, we know we have a long sheet to roll, roll him up in. Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night, came to, look at this, bringing a hundred pounds. Sackcrete, Phil knows this. I know this. Maybe you do too. Sackcrete comes in 50-pound bags. And when you activate it with water, it's activated, buddy. So here's 100 pounds right here. So, man, if you wrap me up in something like that and put two pounds of sacrete on me, I'm a goner, okay? So we had 100 pounds of embalming ointment made with myrrh and aloes. Together, they wrapped Jesus' body in a long ribbon. Look, it saturated it with the spices as the Jewish custom of burial. Wow. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Oh, and then they put him in, the, the, see, the place of crucifixion was near a grove of trees, okay, where there was a new tomb never used. Okay, 
And it says, because there was needed haste for the Sabbath. In other words, we got to get him off the tree. They put him in that tomb. It was close at hand. Okay, now pick up back with the story. So now we know uh, he's, he's wrapped up in this stuff. It's saturated with... Ugh. It's... Uh, all right, let's pick up where we are. All right, yeah, there it was. Okay, so the long sheet. Then look at verse 47. Mary Magdalene and the mother of, Je- of, of Joseph was watching where Jesus, as Jesus was laid away. So they saw where he was laid. I didn't get 46. Joseph brought a long linen cloth taking Jesus. Yeah, okay, we read that. He wound it in that and laid it in that tomb. Okay, and put a rock over it. Next verse. This is it. This, this one here. It's almost, I want to go ahead and say this. It's almost like, what? He don't need to be here anymore. He did the most outstanding thing. He saved all of humanity. And the only thing left was, as Jesus said, go into all the world, tell the good news. And of course, there was something about, I can't stay here. Although he's with us. He said, if I don't go, the, the Holy Spirit won't come. Anyway, the next evening, when the Sabbath had ended, so that was th- this is the third day, Mary Magdalene, and Salome and Mary, the mother of James, went out and purchased embalming spices. They're just going to add to it because we already know the other guys did. Remember, they didn't have no internet. It wasn't on TV that night. Hey, spices are already there. Don't do it. No, whatever. Early the following morning, just at sunrise, they carried them out to the tomb. Now, remember, Jesus said the whole time, I'm going to rise again. He ain't waiting on us. You know, There's not going to be a vote. Okay. On the way, they were discussing how they could ever roll that huge stone from the entrance. Now, remember why they said that? Because it's three ladies. I mean, I know ladies, you guys can pull some good ones and stuff, but this stone must have been pretty good size. And even them probably going to take some several men. So, uh, verse 4. But when they arrived, they looked up and saw the stone, a very heavy one. It was already moved away from the entrance. And the entrance was open. Okay. So they entered the tomb. Now, watch this. There on the right sat a young man. Now remember, you don't see any old gray beard. God doesn't have old gray beard. Good grief. So many Hollywood things. It's just over time. Everybody's an old man. Now when you saw Jesus, what he, we just read it. Jesus said, if you've seen me, what? You've seen the Father. The Father's about 33, 40, 34 years old. Yeah. Oh, here we go. There was a young man clothed in white. Woo! The women were going, oh, how sweet. No, it scared the poop out of them. The angel said, don't be so, look at look what he says, don't be so surprised. Now, what a statement. No, it's the absolute truth. He says, aren't you looking for Jesus? Let's get right to it. The Nazarene who was crucified. See, they know Nazareth because Nazarene was where they're from. He isn't here. He's come back to life. <laughs> look at this. He says, look where his body was lying. And remember John's gospel, they peeked, John stuck his head in. Peter went right on in there and they saw the clothes, the concrete, apparel, whatever. The head swath was rolled up by itself. It was rolled up. It wasn't just taken. Remember when Lazarus was, he said, Lazarus, come forth. Remember what they said about him? He came forth bound. He said, loose him. And let him. <laughs> he was still, oh, I didn't go. So now go, look what he says. Give this message to his disciples, including Peter. Oh, yeah, the one who said, <laughs> yeah, they all denied him. Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. 
Oh, can you? Well, we can. We can get. We can understand this. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, too frightened to talk. Now, let me interject because I know when you put all these together, I'll look what this at the same moment. They're they're taken off. They're like, oh my gosh, they're running like crazy. The angel spoke, don't be frightened. Okay, same story. Look at this. Now go quickly tell his disciples. But look what happened. I think this is so great. The women ran, badly frightened, but also filled with joy. They rushed to find the disciples and give the angels message. Look at this. As they were running, look at this. Suddenly, Jesus, can you can you believe that? All of a sudden, wow. It's <laughs> too much for me to process. Whoa. Jesus was standing in front of them. Boy, and they fell to the ground holding his feet and worshiping. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. That's Matthew's note about that. Let's go back to Mark. Okay, here we are. Mark 16. About seven or eight right here. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Now, watch this. So, as they fled from the tomb, okay, it was early on Sunday morning when Jesus came back to life. The first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene. <laughs> I think this is interesting. The woman from whom, in other words, the history, he cast out seven demons. She found the disciples wet-eyed with grief and exclaimed that she had seen Jesus and he was alive, but they didn't believe her. Well, can you blame them? <laughs> yeah, look, you had seven demons. <laughs> Anyway, Jesus jacks them up for not believing her because they should. I mean, he's walking around. He's, he's. Anyway, later on that day, here's the story in Luke. Two of them were walking from Jerusalem in the country. They didn't recognize him at first because he changed his appearance. Uh, when they finally rec- realized who he was, they rushed back to Jerusalem to tell the others, but no one believed them. That was the Emmaus walk, what we call whatever. They were on the way to Emmaus, going to New Hope. That's all it was. Okay, They could have called it the New Hope walk or whatever. Yeah. Later still, he appeared to the 11 disciples. Look at this. As they were eating together. But he, re- no, he rebuked them for their unbelief, their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him uh, alive from the dead. Remember, Thomas was one of those. I will not believe because he wasn't eating with them that night. He was this night. Then he told them, uh, two more verses. This is it. This is the end of this. He told them, you are to go into all the world, preach the good news. I'm still scratching my head going... <laughs> Didn't, I've done red mark. I can't figure out what the good news is. Let's see. Don't mess around with women. That's probably it, yeah. And then and then make sure you never get a divorce. And then make sure. That's not the good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't speed. You know. The good news is Jesus died for us. And we just. Uh, what takes place is God helps you live a good life, you know. If you work it backwards and start trying to figure out, here we go. Those who believe and are baptized will be saved. Those who refuse to believe will be condemned. Look at this. And those who believe shall use my authority to cast out demons. They'll speak with new languages, new tongues. Okay. They'll be able to handle snakes with safety. What? And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. Look at this. And they'll be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them. What? When the Lord Jesus finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat down at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere preaching and the Lord was with them, confirmed what they said by the miracles that followed their messages. So just simply just go out and tell Jesus. And if you find somebody who's sick there while you're doing it, say, hey, I'm going to pray for you before I go, you know. Oh, what an opportunity. Jesus is going to make sure. <clears throat> I know we as Americans, we wow, I... I you, it's leukemia. You can't just, you need to just tell them about the gospel, but don't expect leukemia. Yes, expect that leukemia to go away. I mean, 
I mean, I don't have time to get into healing here, but, but, but good grief. David, who knew just long, long time ago, uh, we'll stop with this. Oh, uh, Psalm 103. There's only 150 of them, but here we go. Psalm 103. This is David talking to himself, but he wanted everybody else to sing it. You know, I bless the whole. Let me just put it in the King James. We're so it's we hear this. This is what we bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that's within me, bless His holy name. That's what we hear. Okay, so we can get it from this. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Look at this. Forget not all His benefits. He's going to cover both of the big ones, which cover it all. Who forgives all mine? He's talking about all thine iniquities. Look at that. Who heals all thy diseases. Man, look at that. Who redeems your life from destruction? Man, I feel like my, I'm just riding off a cliff in my, he redeemed your life. Praise God. Crowns you in loving kindness. Satisfies your mouth with good things. All that can't, this is for somebody who sinned. Look, I love this right here. Oh, he's merciful, slow, gracious, slow to anger. Plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Look at this. I love 10. Praise God. He has not. You need to tell yourself this. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us. In other words, what you really deserve. He stopped it. And as the heavens is high above the earth, so is his, so it, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. Look at this. And here's that wonderful verse. As far as the east is from the west. There it is. He's removed your transgressions. And look at that. He's like a father. He pities you, you know. And I'll never finish this up with Donna Reed. I remember there was, oh, when Donna Reed's husband was trying to tell Jeff who shot the window out with a BB gun. And he says, look, why would you not come to me? You know, and they had that little father. He says, I don't care what you ever did. He says, you're my son. I love you. That's what he's saying right there. The prodigal, all that stuff. Praise God. Father, we thank you. See, before we finish, look at that. He says, he knows our friend. He understands. That's the reason Jesus died. He remembers we're our dust, you know. Like that little kid was saying, you know, like I think the King James says, well, that is King James there, but to other verses it says we are butt dust. Mama, what's butt dust? <laughs> you know? Yeah, really. That verse is actually in the book of Genesis. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We appreciate it. Thank you for what you did for us. We just got to, we watched it again. Praise the Lord. You took care of all of us. Thank you for doing it. All odds were against you, everybody. It just didn't, anyway, but you did it for us and we thank you for it. So, Father, if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. You said signs would follow. We just read your word right there, and you said you'd take care of us. Same thing's true concerning finances. You'll rescue us there. And if it's something else, great or small, you redeem our life from destruction. So, praise God, you get us out. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to write our gospel about our life and what's going on, and we can tell others about Jesus for what you've done in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Praise God. Well, write it it 30 minutes. 30 minutes.